Welcome back, everybody. This is a new week, and I'm having so much fun kicking it off with Kyla Carter. Kyla's voice you may have heard, depending on the, if uh, you're watching uh, Netflix, and we'll get into that in a little bit. She's been on tour and national tours on Broadway. We're going to get into that as well. Uh, she also sings, and she uh, records her own songs that uh, she's a lyricist for. So there are a lot of things to discuss. Welcome to the program, Kyla. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's my pleasure. And uh, let's dive into your life. I'm really interested. Uh, I have a daughter who's only a couple of years older than you are. Uh, she's also a you know theater kid. Uh, so she's doing all of her stuff, including playing the ukulele, which you play as well. So there, there are fun parallels that uh, I wanted to, uh, to dig into. But for people who do not know you, uh, give us a brief uh, you know, synopsis of who you are and how you got to where you are at the moment. Hi, I'm Kyla Carter. I'm 14 years old. I'm going to be 15 in the summer, which is very exciting. I am in ninth grade, so I'm a freshman in high school at this moment. And I really started singing and acting and everything when I was about five years old. So coming this year, I've been doing this for about 10 years, which is absolutely insane. And I love every single second of it. Very, very cool. Uh, and it's, it's cool that you're a freshman already. My daughter uh, was born September 5th, right after the summer. So you're one of the youngest in your class. She's a sophomore and one of the oldest in hers. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's about two year difference, but uh, yeah. one grade apart. That's very cool. <laughs> very cool. Uh, what people may not know is that, you know, when you started soon after you landed a, uh, a Broadway tour. And you went with the Sound of Music on 18 months, I think. Uh, yes. uh, so it was the Sound of Music before, and then it was uh, White Christmas after, right? Yes. Perfect. So I want to know from a perspective of somebody who's you know, very young and uh, is just kind of coming up in the business, what it's like to be on tour with a Broadway company. Do your parents or did one of your parents go with you? What is that whole process like from that perspective? And then we'll get to the acting part in a second. It's a crazy process. I I mean, it takes a team to bring the whole entire show together. And really, it's not just the actors, it's the crew, it's the parents, it's the makeup artists, it's the hairdressers, it's it's everybody. There's locals from the theaters that we were in who would do our quick changes and a bunch of other things. But yes, we all needed one parental guardian since we were all under the age of 18. So I started the tour I just turned nine. So the day the tour started actually was my birthday, which is absolutely insane. But um, I took my mother with me. Both my parents are educators. So my mother took time off of her work to travel, travel the world with me. And my dad, who's a principal, stayed home with my uh, younger brother, Camden, who I love so much. And I was on the tour for about 18 months and we did get periods like in between where we had breaks, of course, for like holidays, but most of the time we were just traveling. And for the most part, every single Monday, we would be traveling to a new city unless we were staying for like an extended period of time. It was so much fun. I enjoyed every single second and I met lifelong friends that I will forever cherish. I can't even imagine what that is like. Uh, especially at that young age, at nine years of age, my goodness. And uh, how many shows, uh, well, not in the whole 18 months, but uh, when you come to a, you know, a regular stop, when you come to a regular stop, 
Is it five shows a week? Is it six shows? Uh, how many shows were there? It is eight shows a week. So we do Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. And then we do, oh, not Monday night, Tuesday night. And then we Tuesday do night. Saturday, two shows and Sunday, two shows, which is. My goodness. <laughs> which um, is. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Had you traveled before you went on tour or that was kind of your first time getting out of the city? That was really for my mom too. My mom, I live on Long Island. So my mom like grew up here. And of course we went to like Disneyland and yeah. all those fun stops, but we never traveled to that extent. So it was really my mom and my first time being anywhere really besides like the places that I guess everybody goes to. Like who knew we were going to be going to Nebraska? <laughs> like I'd never guessed that I'd be going to Nebraska or Idaho or kansas or all these crazy cities that i just had no clue i would ever be traveling to so at this point again you went on white christmas tour after that my dog obviously is excited about that i don't know if you can hear it in the background um have you at this point visited every state in the united states or or are there still some missing points i'm close i'm about 30 i'm about 30 okay. in which is really nice but i've been to over just about 80 cities, which is crazy. <laughs> 80 cities across the country, which, oh, and each of them are so unique too. None of them blend together. They own, they all have their like own distinct things that I remember about them, which is so great. And that's actually the next question I was going to ask you because uh, I traveled for work a lot. And uh, while the idea sounds awesome to everybody else, it really is just, it's a hotel. So you're going to the hotel, then you go to work, then you come back to the hotel. In a few places, I managed to kind of uh, go around and see something. But for the most part, really, it's just an airport in a hotel. Did with the eight shows that you have to do per week, uh, plus rehearsals, and you were an understudy and all of the stuff that comes with it, did you actually get a chance to go and see anything in those cities? We did. I... We had to do school about four hours a day, which was required. So that would usually begin around 12 to four. We'd have like a dinner break and then we'd have to be to the theater about seven o'clock. So when it sounds like a lot, it actually wasn't because we had the whole morning and then school, half the time we'd go on field trips. So I've been, my mom and I joke that I've been to probably every aquarium in every single city because that was our field trip, zoos, aquariums, um, monuments. And I really got to explore the cities. I think one of the more historical ones I went to was, um, San Antonio, the Alamo. And I got to see all basically all like the big touristy sites. It was like being a tourist in every city, which was so much fun. Very cool. And then uh, what out of all of the cities and less question about this particular topic, but out of all of the cities, which one uh, is the one that'll kind of always stay with you because it was so unique? There are so many answers because I loved every single one I went to, but if I had to pick one, yeah. I'd probably say Costa Mesa, California, because it's so bright. It's so sunny. And we stayed in this really swanky hotel that I loved so much. It was right on the beach and there was a mall right near us. So it was like being on a beach vacation and going and performing in a show every night, which was so much fun. It's, it's not a bad life if you can get it, right? Yeah. Um, in, in terms of sunny, because again, it's, it's a part of who you are. You have that sunny disposition. Uh, it's a part of your podcast, right? The songs that you're writing. Um, working a lot, 
uh, tends to take a lot out of you. Uh, you're a voice actress as well. So, you know, getting in the booth and, uh, and really giving it your all, you have to, and you've mentioned this before in some of the interviews, but you have to be at a thousand percent, which is really draining. How do you manage to keep your sunny disposition all throughout, or does it wane and you have to get back to being you again? I mean, it kind of depends. More mm -hmm. recently, with COVID and everything happening in the world, it's been a little bit harder to like, oh, stay sunny and stay positive. And everybody has their moments, you know, it's, you're not going to be sunny all the time. Sometimes you'll be a little bit sad and that's okay. Like the, the sun's not always shining. There's going to be rainy days. I like to say, but, um, I feel like I've always been a positive person ever since I was born. I've been a hard worker, overachiever in everything, including school and acting and everything I do really. So continuing to like work hard, it's more to prove to myself than others like, oh, I'm projecting onto you guys to be this way. I just want to share like my experience and tr the way that I try and stay happy, which is like taking time for myself. Though I have a busy schedule, like I did school for about seven hours today and now I have another three hours of dance at night and then two hours of homework. It's a bunch of stuff, but taking at least an hour just for myself to read a book, to write music, to really just do whatever I want has helped me a lot because yeah. just that little bit of time just gives me like the cup to calm down, process what I went through through the day. So I guess that's really the one thing that keeps me sunny and bright is knowing my limits and knowing when to push them and when not to is also another thing. And what a great thing to learn this early in life because most adults don't even know how to do that. I'm happy yeah. that you're, you're managing to do it this early, you know, good on you. Uh, as they say in Australia, good on you. <clears throat> Speaking of Australia, uh, I saw, you know, I was looking through your IMDb pro profile and it uh, lists a lot of accents like all of us do. Some of the accents we can actually do, some of the accents we can't as well. So what's, what's your favorite accent that you really love uh, doing? Oh, goodness. I love all of them. I was trained by a dialect coach. His name is Drew. He is so amazing. And we have so much fun together. But I have to say, out of all of them, I, I really like talking in the Southern accent, you know? Oh, we're gonna have a barbecue, we're gonna go in the pool, we're gonna go swimming. Like, I just love it. I think it's so elegant and it just reminds me of the debutante balls from like the 1800s of all like the little happy little girls dancing in their big poofy ball gowns. Oh, it's so much fun. So I feel like that one is probably one of my favorite ones. Very cool. Yeah, <clears throat> my favorite is Scottish. I don't know if it's Mike Myers and Shrek, but I, I, once I started, now I can't stop. Even <laughs> when I do my Russian accent, my daughter turned to me in one of the auditions. She's like, Dad, your Scottish is really sounding Russian right now or the other way around. Like, what, what are you talking about? We blend about? together. When yeah. I was learning Australian, I kept flipping to British, which was so weird. Because if you're yeah. talking like this, you're talking in British. But if yeah. you go over here, you're in Australia. Like, oh, look, it's shrimp on the barbie. Like, let's go out and have fun. So it's like, it's they're so close together that you have to be really careful. And I, that was a problem I kept running into was that they would all combine. And I'd say to him, I'm like, what is happening? I don't know my own voice anymore. And he'd just laugh and he'd be like, it's okay, we'll fix it. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's all it's all really useful and it's great. And again, the ability to unwind. Uh, it's my kids and I play in accents all the time just for fun. So yeah. it just becomes another kind of uh, game and extension and uh, creative uh, expression. So <laughs> very cool. Okay, let's let's get to your uh, to your singing. Uh, I heard you say once that you know you love being a voice actor. You love being an actor. Uh, 
uh, by the way, when I say actor, I mean actress, actor. You know, yeah. What's your preference? Do you like actress or do you I like- I don't have one. Everybody, I my friends bother me and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm an actor. And they're like, you're an actress. I'm like, it's okay. They're the same thing. They're the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So um, the all the different facets of what it is that you're doing, right? You're singing, you're writing uh, music, you're writing lyrics, uh, you're playing different instruments, you're an actor, actress, now <laughs> voice actress and uh, you know, on screen and theater actress. Um, all of these things, it's, it's hard to do everything. It's great to have all of them, but it's hard to do it all, especially when you're working. Um, unfortunately, theater has not been available to all of us uh, you know, during COVID times. And I pray that it comes back soon. Uh, I don't know how quickly Broadway is going to come back. Maybe end of the year, likely the beginning of next year. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. But again, here's, here's me hoping that it comes back very quickly. Um, so you've switched probably a lot more into the singing part of it. And I heard you say if you had to choose one particular one out of everything, you'd probably choose singing, which is cool. But now that you have been doing this during COVID a lot and you haven't been doing as much acting, do you still feel that way? Yes and no. I feel like for me, singing was the initial thing I set out to do. I didn't realize when I was a five-year-old going into the entertainment business, you need to do everything, really. The more you have on your belt, the better you will do, in my personal opinion. So I have always been drawn to singing. That's what I do when I'm bored. I just sing. I don't spend all my time acting and practicing monologues or I do read scripts for fun, but um, I've always had this certain connection to singing and acting and dance came with it. So personally, I've actually become more attached to singing now that I've been doing this all during like quarantine and COVID. I've had more of an attachment. It's what I rely on. And it's, I know that's what I can do the best. So I feel like I gravitate towards that more. It's like when you have a favorite subject, just because you know that you're better at it, I guess I'd say that. <laughs> no, and that's, that's fair. Um, with uh, again, but then breaking it down further, right? Singing as opposed to writing lyrics or writing music. I know they all flow together, but which one of those three, I think I know your answer, but which one of those three would be the preferred one? I've always written music. That's another thing that I did when I was little. Actually, yeah. when I was about four, year, four years old, I was sitting at a family event and we were sitting in a restaurant and as bored children do, they get bored. So they end up scribbling on everything. And my uncle handed me a notebook and he said, here, write stuff in it. So I wrote like an ABC song. And I think that's that's what initially started me writing songs. And then fast forward a couple of years, here I am now. But I started out really as a cover artist. So I'd still have to say singing, even though it pains me to say it, but I'd still have to say singing. Okay. Um... I'm, I'm a lyricist, so I, I know what that feels like. And uh, I, I remember I'm not a singer. Uh, I love singing, I'm just not a singer. So I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to lyrics probably because that's the only thing that I'm able to do from the you know, singing uh, or writing music perspective. Um, that said, I've, uh, I've heard or I've seen uh, you do some uh, covers. You're doing them really well and you're developing your voice. How, from the perspective again you're utilizing your voice a lot because you're singing you're also a vocal uh, actress and then you're doing acting on its own your voice as you're growing is changing 
have you found that it affects the types of roles that you're able to get right now, especially in animation, because they're used to you being one way and now your voice is a little different? Yes, yes and no. Mm -hmm. I feel like in voice acting, you either have the voice they want or you don't. I can change my voice a bunch of different ways. That's what I've done for my character CJ. That's when I did, I was nasally when I did Hattie the Witch and Wally Kazam on Nickelodeon. So every actress or actor has their specific vocal tone that has inflection and that has feelings and emotion behind it. I My vocal tone is very sunny. So I don't usually play dark characters or mean characters. I usually play the happy one or the shy one. And more recently, even with Broadway roles, as I'm getting older, my voice is changing. When I was more of a Glinda, you could say when I'm little, my voice is now becoming Elphaba. So really, it's getting older and figuring out what I wanted really is what's setting my path because I could want a million different things, but in the end, it's going to be one thing that I want. So I feel like over this past year, I've really developed my voice and what my image and what I want to project myself to others and how I project myself. So I would say you either have what they want or you don't. And you have to be like, you have to know what you are in order to succeed. No, that's, uh, again, another really mature statement. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy to hear you talk that way. So what would that be if you had to define who you are and the image that you are trying to portray to others? What is that uh, right now? Right now, I'd say that my message to everybody, I guess living sunny side up, but my real main <laughs> message is to be positive and not always look at the the dark side of things, because especially now with COVID and everything going on, I feel like it's especially important to say, hey, you know, this is bad, but we've, we've gained th things through it. And I get so many wonderful messages in my DMs and text messages of people telling me, hey, you've really helped me be confident and look at the positive sides of things and you changed my whole mindset and attitude. And that's really what I want people yeah. to think is like, oh, I'm helping people. Yeah. I'm, this is just who I am, just existing and helping and spreading my messages is helping everybody else. So really confidence and being positive and remaining positive, which is something even I struggle with, but, you know, saying to others that it's okay and giving them somebody to relate to. No, and it's, uh, again, I think you're being authentic to who you are genuinely and uh, people appreciate that. <clears throat> Have there been, again, because you are kind of that sunny uh, beacon onto the, uh, onto the darkness uh, of, of what's happening around you. Um, have you found that, uh, especially on social media, I know you're on social media, I follow you everywhere, um, <laughs> but have you found that you're starting to get, uh, or you started to get DMs from people saying, hey, you know, cut it out, or this is, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't buy all of this uh, sunny disposition, uh, have you gotten the ugly side of social media yet? Or I hope you don't, but I uh, wanted to find out. I have gotten a couple comments, but yeah. since this is, this is my take on it, the industry is full of rejection. I've yeah. been told I didn't get a part because of my hair color, my height, my eye color, the randomest things that didn't even have to do with me or what I was presenting to the table. It had nothing to do yeah. with my acting, my singing. So when I get a negative comment, my the things that run through my head is, oh, 
well, not everybody's going to like me. And that's okay because I'm not going to please 7 billion people. <laughs> if as long as I please one, that's okay with me. As long as somebody understands and I help somebody through what I'm singing, what I'm saying, that's all that really matters. And I have, I've gotten the dark side. Oh, uh, you didn't sing this right. Oh, I didn't like this, yada, yada, yada. But I feel like even my biggest, my biggest, I guess, critique is my biggest critiques always come from my mother. So nobody could live up to my mother. My mother would be like, oh, I don't like that. I'm like, okay, well then we'll fix it. So if anybody has something to say, I'm like, well, I liked it. So it's okay if you don't. Good, yeah, as, as long as, again, you've, you've been doing this for 10 years, so hopefully you started to develop the thick skin that you have to uh, have in this business. But um, the other part is as you're growing up, I, I don't know if, you're, if your parents are monitoring your social media, but you're getting into the age where unfortunately some uh, idiots are going to start uh, posting bad stuff. Are they monitoring that? Are they trying to kind of say, all right, you, you have to have certain uh, borders around yourself to protect yourself from the people who are not as sunny as you are? Yes. My parents have always monitored my Instagram accounts. Yeah. I really sit with my mom and I talk about what I want to post and really she monitors everything that I get, which I'm very thankful for because, yeah. you know, I am a minor, like a lot of social media, though, it's a great place to connect with people. There's a dark side to it. There's a dark side to everything. So my parents are always making sure that if I am getting hate, they let me know about it. And then they say, what do you want to do? And I said, don't do anything because there's nothing you can do to prevent this. They, when it comes to my posts, they, I respond to my own comments and I really, I have my mom take my pictures half the time and we'll, we'll come up with stuff together. It's a team effort. You know, I'm 14 going on 15. I, I can't control all of this myself. I, again, I'm a minor, so I need to be careful what I'm posting on social media and what other people are seeing of me. So it's always monitored by everybody, including my agents, Good. my PR, my really everything. So yeah. No, it's, it's important. Uh, <clears throat> again, my daughter is a little older, but uh, same stuff. And uh, I keep talking to her, but thankfully the profiles that she has on Instagram, they're private. So, you know, she's uh, with her, uh, with her friends, everybody knows everybody. So it's a little easier for me not to be as worried, but I, I can, I can't even imagine what your parents are going through because uh, there's a lot more exposure to, uh, to the elements. Um, and by the way, very cool uh, reference to the sound of music. I'm 14 going on 15. <laughs> yes. So, um, uh, we actually watch the sound of music with, with uh, my kids. I have a son who's 11. My daughter is, you know, uh, 16. So we actually just watched it recently uh, during COVID. It gave us an opportunity yep. to, uh, to rewatch things. <laughs> yeah. And then I watched uh, the, uh, the latest uh, kind of the, theatrical live uh, yes. one, which I know you auditioned for and yeah. uh, didn't, didn't quite get. So, hey, they're, they're gonna make more. So hopefully you'll get an opportunity okay. and uh, by that time, you don't know which role you'll be, so. Will I be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you already played three at least, so uh, you three can... of them, yes. Yeah. I actually, I actually, since I got to be in The Sound of Music, I auditioned for that. That was one of my first auditions. And my friend actually was between me and her and she got it. I was so happy for her. So I didn't even care that I didn't get it because I actually got the chance in the future to play it anyway. So I'm yes. I was happy for her that she got to play Gretel and then I was happy for me that I got to play Gretel. So it ended up working out in the end. Very, very cool. So as we're coming up to the end of, uh, of our interview, I wanted to ask you 
know, you've done a lot of things already in the 10 years that <clears throat> you've been at it. Where do you see things going? Where would you like it to go? If you're looking in the next 10 years, what would you like to uh, see yourself achieve? I've been doing a lot of thinking since COVID and quarantine started because I thought I knew what I wanted, which was Broadway. That my heart, that's my main goal in life is always to be on Broadway. I, that's, been the ma- that's been the main goal since the beginning of time. <clears throat> so when I started writing music, when I started doing covers and doing things more differently, my whole kind of view shifted. And I don't know if it'll shift again once everything's back either. So I originally, for college, I'm already thinking of college. I've been thinking of college since I was eight. But um, I, for college, I always wanted to major in musical theater and now I have no clue. I don't know if I want to major in an English major because I love writing. I don't know if I want to major in songwriting or minor in musical theater or major in vocal technique and like all these different things that I really open my mind to. So for the future, I don't really know where I want to go yet, which I know sounds crazy because I had this clear cut view I want to go here. I want to be on Broadway. I want to go to this school. I want to major in this. And now it's really all up in the air. So I just, I'm just along for the ride. I would love to see where I am in the next 10 years. And again, a very mature approach because, uh, you know, having, having blinders on is a good thing. It'll help you achieve. But then after a while, you'll realize and you'll ask yourself questions of, is this what I really wanted to be doing? And it's better to ask those questions now. uh, Now than than later in life. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, have less, uh, less thing just uh, from, you know, general interest perspective, uh, again, uh, to your parents or conversations that people are having with you. Uh, our industry is a very difficult one. Uh, you know, the, the success is, is something that's uh, very elusive and only certain the people, especially on Broadway, are able to make a living out of it. So mm-hmm. have you had conversations or have your parents or anybody else come to you and saying, hey, you know, is this what you want to be ultimately doing? Or maybe you should go to college and get another degree just in case. Uh, what what has the mind, uh, you know, thought process been about it? Yeah, I mean, my parents, ever since I was little, I was, they like to say I was singing before I was talking. I was always humming. I was always singing around. So we've had the discussion of, is this really what you want to do? Mm-hmm. And what I said to them is I said, mom, dad, I wouldn't be doing it now if I didn't want to do it for the rest of my life. I've given up so much. I've given up my, literally my own birthday party. I've missed like a lot of like normal teenage things, a lot of teenage friends, a lot of like things in my life that really correlate to childhood because I've had a totally different childhood than everybody else. But um, I like to say that I wouldn't want to do anything else. I, this is really what I wanted to do. And I've known that. And I know a lot of kids don't really know like what even path they want to be on. You ask my brother, he has no idea if he he even wants to go to school for anything specific. So I know it's so like straight shot, like, oh, this is definitely what I want to do. I want to be involved in the arts, but that's really, that's it. And people will come up to me and they'll be like, they'll ask my parents, oh, are you forcing her to do this? And my parents use my excuse that I gave them like, no, this is actually what she wants to do. She doesn't want to do anything else. And I've been through so much with it already. And it's taught me so much. And I could have never learned any of these lessons really anywhere else, or at least know them at the age I do now. So 
if I, I'm probably going to end up going to college, I'd like to say in New York mm -hmm. and what that will be for, I have no clue, but maybe I will have a backup plan. Maybe I want to go into something that has to do with literature. And because I do love English, English is my favorite subject. So I'm not quite sure. I, it's really, everything's, this is a journey and I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's great. And, uh, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you're having these thoughts, you're having conversations. Yeah. And um, as a parent, for me, with my kids, it's always been about passion. What is it that you're passionate about? What is it that you would do regardless? And I will support you in that. So find your passion, I'll support you. And you found your passion. So the rest yeah. is who knows what's going to happen. But uh, based on your attitude, based on your work ethic, based on the way that you're thinking, I think it will work out whatever it's going to be. And I'm rooting for you. Yeah, thank you so um, much. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's my pleasure. You are, uh, you are a, you know, breath, a breath of fresh air. You are a sunshine. I hope that you retain that forever and then you keep uh, you know, shining on others around you and uh, hopefully they'll change uh, for the same. Thank you. <laughs> my pleasure. Uh, and thanks to everybody for tuning in into another episode of Let's Dive In. I appreciate you, uh, you know, being on this journey with us and uh, please follow Kyla everywhere. It's going to be right below the video and uh, let's enjoy this ride together.